listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Podcasting to you from a humid Edmond, Oklahoma, where regular yogurt is not near as good as Greek yogurt. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from... What do you know? It's a humid Piedmont, Oklahoma as well. I'm Andrew Hoffman. (laughs) Uh, Just wanted to let you know, if you ever buy regular yogurt uh, that is, and you're used to eating uh, Greek yogurt, I mean, I don't even know how regular yogurt is still a product. Can't hold a candle to Greek yogurt. It's the best. Greek yogurt, some honey and some fruit. I mean, that's, it's like a healthy dessert. That's, that's the way to go. You get this regular yogurt, it's all runny. So, yeah. I'm sick of the, uh, I'm not sick of it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say I'm sick, but I am. I'm mildly sick of rain every day. The rain? Yeah. It's a lot of rain. Like, yeah, we were, we, we, were we were supposed to get storms tonight, but then they pushed it off till tomorrow. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if it I comes I thought we we're going to have some, some thunder for the podcast. But. Yeah. Oh, dude. What was that? Two, two, three nights ago. So I'm struggling over here. I'll just tell the listeners up front. I didn't even tell you this. We just had a little chat off of off the air and i didn't even tell you the most kind of the hardest thing i'm struggling with my daughter she is waking up every night about 3 30 and just crying out for no reason calling me in her room i get there she stops crying immediately she asks me for to tuck her in or to give her a bottle or it's like she's fine she just wants someone to talk to but was it two three nights ago that thunder Mm. boom right overhead and as soon as it hit i was like please no please no and then the crying started (laughs) And so I knew the crying started. So I go up there and now, I mean, remember when this state stole the Seattle basketball team and brought it here, they renamed it the Thunder for those (laughs) of you who don't live in the United States because they named it the Thunder because there's a lot of Thunder here and I'm used to it. I grew up with it. It's a thing. But that night I sat in her room for what must have been an hour with Thunder constant 
Like, I've never heard anything like it. Like, it wasn't big, big thunderclaps that shake the windows or anything, but just constant rolling thunder. And I I fell asleep on her floor. I woke up with a really bad crick in my back, like or my neck. It was uh, it's not awesome. And last night she no. woke us up. She woke us up again, and it's getting to the point where I've started to sleep through some of the wake ups because I know it's not important. But then, what happens, Andrew? Can you guess what happens at that point? <laughs> I don't know. What happens your wife to to tell you you need to be paying attention. Absolutely not. If my wife would have woke up, she would have handled it herself. Nope, nope, nope. There is one more person in this household. Oh. He comes down, <laughs> He comes down, touches me or shakes my arm. Is Dad, I don't know if you're aware, but there's this. Dude, she's doing it again. We got to do something. And then like, uh, so, we, so now I got two of them on my hands. And then one night I told her, I'm like, look, if you can't stop yelling out, because she's, she's fine. Diapers dry, bottles are empty, you know, bottles are good, bed is comfy, room is good, you know, there's nothing wrong. She's just crying because she wants like someone to come visit her. I said, Hey, if you keep doing this, I'm gonna close the door. And she just starts screaming at me, Dad, don't leave, don't leave. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna close the door. Don't you can need to go to sleep here. So then I close the door, and as soon as I close the door, she starts screaming like crazy. I don't want you to close the door, I don't want you to close, but I want her to just like stop and go to sleep so that the rest of us can all have some peace. So at that moment, I'm like, okay, let's just, she'll cry for like a minute, maybe two, and then we'll all be able to go to sleep. So I'm headed down the stairs, and guess what? Child number two starts crying. I go check, check with him. <laughs> hey, what's going on? And he's like, I'm really sad for child number one oh. because she's upset, and now I'm upset. <laughs> oh, he's a sweetheart. <laughs> he is a sweet, he's a very, very sweet boy. So yeah. uh, I am I am blessed in that in that respect, but... Anyway, I didn't even tell you that off air, but aside from all the other stuff I've been dealing with that we did speak about off air, I uh, sleep deprived is I do pretty well with it. I guess I'm I'm speaking to somebody that's pretty sleep deprived though, so uh, probably should uh, probably should notice notice that. But I can do fine with five six hours. Like I'm totally fine with that. Like that's awesome. But five six hours with like an interruption directly in the middle, really struggle with that. Especially as yeah. I get older, I'm just like ugh. Just a little, a little more edgy, a little bit closer to the anger problem. Just a little, just a little less filter. Just a little. Like yeah. you don't even, you wouldn't even notice it until something stressful happened, and there's just like a little less filter. So, you guys out there, pray for me and pray for my daughter if you get a chance. Appreciate it. Yeah, that would. I'm guessing it was the same night because uh, our our storm radio, which this is my. You know, we don't have a storm shelter. But we I didn't know you didn't radio. have a storm shelter. I didn't know you didn't have a storm shelter. I didn't. I didn't hear that every every time there's a storm. I haven't heard about your storm <laughs> shelter not existing. So, so there, there's a storm radio, and it. I'm like, so is there actually a chance of tornadoes, or are we just gonna have that thing going off because there's some thunder and lightning around? Well, you know, it's pretty slim chance of tornadoes. I'm like, I really don't think we need the storm radio on for for thunderstorms. I, no, it's not supposed to be anything tonight. And two in the morning, just full alarms going off. Outside? And then it, oh, no. No, this storm radio. It makes a, a sh- very shrill alarm sound to get your attention. And then it's like, oh, there could be quarter-sized hail. 
which wouldn't be good. We've got a vehicle in the driveway, so then I go like rearrange to get both vehicles in the garage, and yeah, that was. It might have been the same night. I don't know. Probably but, uh, was. It was notable because, like you were saying, there was thunder all around. Like, yeah, there's literally. 360 degrees of lightning all around like yeah mainly cloud to cloud stuff but yeah i looked out the back i looked out the front looked out the sides lightning almost constant everywhere yeah it's pretty crazy it was wild just just rolling rolling thunder and lightning kind of kind of wild so um i do want to apologize up front to everybody out there uh for last show, if you were able to listen to the full thing, I uh, apologize and uh, thank you for listening to the full thing. If you weren't, I also apologize. A little bit of a tough audio uh, deal on that. I uh, had messed up. I switched operating systems, went back to Linux for uh, some other reasons, and just my browser settings were off and made a bit of a mess. And I almost lost like I don't know. Out of the, it was like a little over a two-hour show, somewhere in that range. I almost lost like ninety minutes of it. So it was uh, it was bad. And then when it finally was done, there was a lot of body noises from me, and I apologize for that. I don't. I I found it to be really hard to listen to. So I appreciate anybody who made it through. And if you didn't, I appreciate that. And if Danny, if you don't want to give us twenty five dollars <laughs> for that last one, where you could hear me swallow and burp or whatever it is I was doing, gosh, that was hard to listen to. But I totally understand. Like I was, I don't know if that was worth twenty five bucks. So I appreciate everybody who made it through. I don't. I will. I, I don't know that our normal shows were worth twenty five bucks, but yeah, I mean, give you like seven fifty or something there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, we did a show though. What are we on now? Three twenty-five. Three twenty-five. Three twenty-five. Half we, an hour in, and we might even talk about a story pretty soon. So. Yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed it, man. It's been awesome. Thanks for three hundred twenty-five shows. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, and you know, anything that's not a unrecorded show is not does not make the hall of shame category so there we go (laughs) there you go hey i I was looking at some devices earlier today as i was kind of looking through all the different audio setups for podcasts and uh i did come across a couple that have uh uh how do i put this like a native recorder like you run the microphone through you run the input through and then it changes the audio a little bit but it's not just and it's just basically for these browser based, whether it's zoom or Skype or, you know, we got clean feed, these browser based, uh, recorders, you know, sometimes they fail. Sometimes you lose internet connection. Sometimes that happens and it just has a, like a hard option to record, which, you know, I might have to look into getting one of those, one of these days. So. Yeah. Yeah. it sounds good. So lots of stuff in the news. I, I'm not saying we're the only ones, but uh, we did talk about Sound of Freedom. I nailed that, didn't I? That was wild. With with the uh, weeks with the ago, show, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. I threw some stuff in here. Um, our friend Tom Dunn, which uh, you know, now that 
unfortunately, Russ Dizdar is not around anymore. Tom Dunn's kind of the go-to on this genre, mm-hmm. um, on that issue. I mean, that's what they do is is deal with that stuff. Didn't we? And, do, did he come on our show recently, or we went? Yes, on, he he did. Yes, okay. Yeah. And then he was going to have us on his or something. That was great. That was that was a lot of fun. But yeah, yeah. Tom. Sorry. So he he did a a full episode talking about it. So people should check that out. It's in the show notes uh, with the guy Greg Reed uh, talking about Sound of Freedom, and he was he was very complimentary of the the film. Uh, everybody from. You know, him to Dana White did a full-on promotion of Sound of Freedom and wow. is paying for any and all UFC employees to go see the movie if they want to do so and encouraging them to do so. Um, so it's... I, I will... If I could jump in real quick, I was at church this last week, was talking to one of the staff members at our church, and he in, uh, informed me there was a Facebook group... <laughs> Uh, and he was going to send it to me. I'll have to get the link. I don't know. Maybe somebody out there can search it. Sound of Freedom Facebook group. But he said that there were some people with a little bit of money who had seen it on the first or second, we- you know, first weekend, and they were paying all kinds of money forward so that people could go watch it for free. Yep. No, you, I got are, that. You already knew about this. I got okay. that in- invitation on on Twitter to sign up to go watch it for free. But I, I don't know my schedule, so it's. <laughs> I I was tempted, but I'm like, oh, I don't know when I would actually be able to do that. It has been about a decade since my wife and I last went to a movie, so it's end of the Hobbit series, maybe. Ooh, About which that. was a terrible so. choice, by the way. I know. <laughs> well, one of the I last mean, movies. Th- one of the last movies we saw in the theater was a uh, was <laughs> far worse than that, my friend. Uh, draft day. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> the Kevin Costner movie. Oh man. Oh, fair enough. Even in the the niche genre of Kevin Costner sports movies, probably the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So, anyway. I'm a, you know, big fan of the actual NFL draft, but uh, that movie, not not great. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, I guess that's enough to just stop seeing movies for a while, but this sounds like a good one. Right. I theoretically would like to go see it. I don't know if that will actually happen, but uh, just all over the place man i mean and that's the way algorithms work is you look at stuff and then it's we'll show you more of that uh but it is very interesting as others have pointed out uh you know rolling stone cnn just coming out hard a little a little too hard against it it's like are you just critiquing the filmmaking i got well i got the i got the clip i got the cnn clip yeah go for it Oh, excuse me. It is a podcast, and I should get the name of the podcast. My apologies. And they are talking about how poorly CNN has reviewed it. Uh, it's kind of a, a right-leaning podcast gal who is, of course, talking about the liberal media left. And uh, they got the clip of CNN there in the middle. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the liberals are triggered again, this time over the box office success of the faith-based thriller The Sound of Freedom. Not only is the film faith-based, not only does it shine a light on child trafficking and exploitation, but it also defeated Indiana Jones at the box office over the 4th of July, bringing in $14 million on opening day compared to Dial of Destiny's $11.7 million. But as great as box office numbers are, this film isn't about the bucks, it's about the message and the mission. The liberals, they really hate that and are reacting to the film the same way they do bans on gay sex books and children's libraries, which is gross but completely on brand. But they can't come right out and say that, that they prefer to coddle and shield the pedophiles and child exploiters, the same people who run Hollywood and, well, their ideological cult. So instead, they've gone this route, labeling the film a QAnon thriller. Yes, These creeps really think they've managed to find a way to convince folks that child trafficking is simply a conspiracy theory. And The Sound of Freedom does focus on a real issue of sex trafficking. Uh, But that theme, it's sort of like that kernel of truth that feeds the QAnon conspiracy theory. In terms of child trafficking, we know trafficking is real. We know it has real victims. No one is denying that. But these films are created out of moral panics. They're created out of bogus statistics. They're created out of fear. And with something like Sound of Freedom, it specifically is looking at QAnon concepts of these child trafficking rings that are run by the high-level elites and only people like Tim Ballard and only people like Jim Caviezel and by extension, only people like the ticket buyer can help bring these trafficking rings down. So there's a very participatory element. You're not just going to see a movie, you're just killing two hours on a hot day. You are helping bring down these these pedophile rings and save children. Now, it's not true, but it's a very comforting and it's a very warm feeling to have. The Sound of Freedom is based on the work of Tim Ballard and his child rescue nonprofit Operation Underground Railroad, which has been saving children from sex trafficking, a very real thing, since way before this whole QAnon thing ever came about. Folks, these leftist hacks are attacking a film about child and sex trafficking and exploitation and urging you not to see it. Are you surprised? This is right on brand. This is who they are. They are maligning this film and protecting pedophiles, groomers, and evil people the same way they've covered for Epstein and his client list. When people tell you who they are, believe them. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, like, She's ang- angry. Yeah, it's like you said last week, though. It's, it's kind of sick how they've like weaved this QAnon thing into the whole the whole like you know anytime you say there's child trafficking you just weave the QAnon stuff into there and now that's that's what everything is oh it must be child trafficking oh it must be QAnon yes. must you must be a conspiracy theorist yes and never any specifics never any like here's what there's here's what's in the film that isn't actually happening in the real world right, right. none of that it's just like oh QAnon. I could just say QAnon, and it just wrecks everything because every know everybody knows QAnon's bogus because our station told you QAnon was <laughs> was well, full almost, of it. It's like QAnon, uh, QAnon's, okay. QAnon's similar to uh, Trump, so it's a Trump thing. You're, you're QAnon Trump guy. Is that what you are? You're a Trump guy, right? Yeah, it's why. And this this has happened. So. That's how they did Let's Pizzagate see. too. Let's not forget. We've there's yes. never been a, a right. It's all it's a, it's a full refu- and then like full somehow, refutation of Pizzagate ever. 
Right. It's just the straw man. Like, look, it doesn't have a basement. Boom. Never mind the pictures, the advertising, the first-hand account. Never mind any of that. Uh, never mind the creepy uh, pedo language in Hillary Clinton's emails. Oops. Just, just never, just ignore all that and just look. Some, some guy uh, took a gun into like, look how dangerous it is. He shot a gun and almost injured himself. Like it was, he didn't shoot anyone else, but. Um, yeah, yeah, that's seed debunked. Yeah. But I I was thinking even before that to when they were, uh, when they tried to write everything off as false memory syndrome. Oh, you're talking about the eighties stuff. Yeah. Cause there was, I will never understand satanic daycares and stuff. I, I had a, a guy I knew up in Oregon, he'd moved up from San Francisco and not even a, not even a Christian. He's just like, he's like, you could be anything in San Francisco except for a Christian. (laughs) This was just his observation. He's like, people would take their kids and put them in a, in this preschool run by a known Satanist. And that was the trendy thing to do. Like, look how, cool i am to like trust the satanist with my small child and what do you know the satanist was abusing kids yeah i was gonna say but it all got covered up as like oh that camp there can't be tunnels and rituals and yeah yeah that is the false memory syndrome origin right there that's a that's a nasty one too you'll read that story kids coming home that with gonorrhea yeah, just uh, yeah. oh, they just, just imagined oh, just, it. Just yeah, just they imagine the whole thing, but they have STDs now. Yeah. Okay, that's seems legit. And that's that was a different media age, and it's I don't know. It's good to see this is the boycott version of the target of the boycott, boycott of of Target and Bud Light boycott, right? This is people, it's not that people, like, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a good movie. Okay. But let's just pretend it is. Let's pretend it is. We don't know. Let's just, I don't know. Haven't, haven't seen it. I'm sure it's good. People I, people I trust have said it's good. I, I believe it's good, but this is also, it's, (laughs) I don't know if I want to say it's a good form of virtue signaling, but it's like. All right, we've had enough of the woke stuff. This is a non-woke movie. Not only that, it's actually on the side of good that everyone used to think say everybody could like, be down with. <laughs> we we were on, and we're just making this clear that we're on the side of the, um, you know, we're on the side of not abusing children and not sex trafficking. So this is a bold oh, stance. Oh, okay. Bold so, stance. So not for it. So not for the the woke okay. thing, and uh, if you listen to Tim Ballard, I, I've got a clip in there, uh, a Tim Ballard clip talking about the connection of uh, woke ideology and this whole child sex trafficking deal. Yeah, you gotta be real. Whoa. Little, little, little quiet. Go. Do you want to preface with anything else? No, I was just gonna say that they. 
he he draws a connection between the two. So red light district, you gotta be really bad, <laughs> okay, to get arrested in Holland. They were arrested in 2020, fugitives. They ran, and they were hiding. No one knew who they were. Well, this this they rear their ugly heads. Um, this the leader, this guy named Nielsen Matlin. He raises. I'm in. I'm literally in Poland at the time, at our at our staging operation for Ukraine, and I get this information that this guy in Mexico is trying to traffic kids out of Ukraine, yeah. and and so I I go undercover. The Dutch asset who gave me that information infiltrated me, and I'm undercover talking to this guy. Well, in in the end, we ended up. In fact, just yesterday, two of the guys were convicted in Ecuador because it led us to Ecuador, a child sex hotel, this pedoph- these pedophiles from Holland, and set up. But I, that's a, two, we'll get into that another time. Okay. But the point I'm making is I had to study their literature. This was a, this was a political platform. This was a political party. And what I started recognizing is I, I, I named them the, I don't know, like I call, I call it the pedophile network doctrines. Okay. Yeah. It's what, like they include things like separate children from parents because parents are bad influence. The state knows best. Sexualize kids. Let them see pornography. Two. Karl Marx. Three. Take God out of education because that mm-hmm. just gets in the way. And, and kids consent, consent, consent. Children can consent to anything. At 12 years old, they should be able to vote. They should be able to do anything. Now, wh- what am I seeing here? I'm, I'm, my stomach is getting sick as I'm reading this. I read this every day. It's the woke left agenda. I'm not saying that they're colluding or talking. It doesn't matter. It's the same dark source. And they are ped- pedophiles are sitting back right now going, we've been pushing this agenda for decades. And now we don't have to push anymore because the left is taking care of for us in America, in America. And, and, and this whole trans voice on children, you know, again, I'm libertarian. Adults do what you want. I'll fight for your right to do whatever you want. Okay. In terms of adult, I'm talking about children. Yeah. And, and what they're saying is children can consent to having their bodies filled with a chemical that will destroy the reproductive system. Yeah. They can consent to ripping apart their genitalia. Like this is insanity. Why not? In and of itself, it's horrible. But what it's going to lead to is what the pedophiles have been asking for. If you can consent to that, guess what? What's more fluid than gender? Age. I thought those were, were some good points and kind of ties the whole transhumanism to trans to woke to uh, satanic pedophiles and friends of Epstein, servants of Satan all together. It's- yeah, it does. And that is that reminds me of uh, the... C- the email and the document that our mutual friend in the Houston area sent us where she had looked at a document from the UN that talks about lowering the age of consent for children. Uh, Absolutely sick, sick stuff. And it, it is true, right? Like there's a, there's a part of me that's like, I can't be true. There's not, no, no, I think this is the goal. I think this is where we're headed. And separating the kids from the parents, that line stuck out to me so much at the first there because uh, um, even here I have run into uh, friends of friends or acquaintances who are dealing with this sort of stuff, transgender sort of stuff. Even here in the middle of the country, flyover country, you know, church on every corner, they're dealing with this stuff here too. Yep. And it's uh it's sad. And the separating the kids from the the I think you know no agenda has been covering it very very well and uh big big props to them 
and, and Adam, especially for kind of calling out that, Hey, this whole, they, them changing the pronouns thing, all this stuff is to turn the parent, the kids against the parents. And that's, that's where we are right now. I, I think that, that, you know, Andrew, you and I are just a couple of old cis white guys who don't know <laughs> what we're talking about. You know, we're just uh, old fuddy duddies and we just need to be shown that the future is, you know, trans or the few, you know, people can choose their gender. It's our job to like fight for this. And they've convinced the youth that this really is a thing. Right. Yeah. There's, I've got a, a story in the folder there. Uh, from my old stomping grounds, OHSU, I spent about 10 days there when my youngest was born and in the, the NICU there. And, uh, and we used to, or sorry, it was, that was a different hospital, but that's where she would go for, for appointments. It was into OHSU. And, uh, this headline from daily color news foundation.org. Gender clinic doctors use genital surgery robot to crank out high volume of sex changes. Uh, Ooh, surgeons at gracious. That's... Oregon, <laughs> at Oregon Health and Science University are using oh. a medical robot uh, to assist with vaginoplasties or the surgical construction of a vulva and vagina, according to various posts on the organization's website. I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. I laughed. It's just. It's just such a dystopic title. It. I'm just. Yeah. It just. It just hit me pretty hard. Sorry. And then, uh, yeah, you can hear the, um, the self-described queer surgeon who uses he/they pseudo pronouns describes using a robot to castrate puberty suppressed adolescent boys and transform uh, their mutilated tissue into supposedly a female organ. So, uh, yeah, if you've ever, I've, there's no way I could actually watch a, uh, a video, but just the description of the process bad enough. You know, it's like, it's I like, feel oh, like oh, oh really? these, these kids, these kids have it all figured out. There's, there's not going to be any regrets going on a few years from now, because you might want to check with people who've had this done, even as adults, Lots of regrets. I've told, uh, I've told you before and, and, uh, I wish, I wish that when anybody had these sort of conversations, they, uh, had to look at pictures first, you know, I just, yeah. Cause once you, once you see a few pictures, it becomes, you know, gender affirming care is the same kind of buzzword as QAnon conspiracy theorists. It doesn't really mean anything. And it's based off of just meant to get your emotions going or not going, but when you actually see what? you know the mut- the mutilated arm of a of a of a girl who's going to you know have her arm skin turned into a penis or whatever and their arm is it's like the muscle will never grow back it's just like stuck like that forever so that they could have some sort of weird i mean there's well th- this is the involvement of robots I mean, it's because it's you, most, you've got it's, so many of these, you've got to bring in the robots to make it more efficient. It's almost like they're just emphasizing the transhuman yeah. aspect of it. I was thinking to yeah, myself get, that with that title, I don't know of a title that would make you personally more angry than that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. There, so, if we could incorporate some more technology into this, I'd really be into it. Yeah. Uh, no, not into it. It's sick, man. And it's like, and then they, you know, they try asking him a couple questions, basically like, does this actually work? 
It's like, well, there's not really anything to compare it to, so we're just going to assume it works. I mean... Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, so you end up as a as a castrated bird. It used to be horrific. There was a strong debate over whether serial rapists should be castrated or not. Now we're just doing it to children. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you touched on it in that uh, when you read that article, it's like, you know, they're taking they they won't be able to have babies again. I mean, that's the that's yeah. And that's common knowledge, right? I think I think it's common knowledge now that the that uh, Bill Gates and Co. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan, think there's too many people. Yeah, and we're kind of yeah, just that's... letting this all slide. We're just let, we're just kind of sitting back and watching it all happen. Well, and like uh, Driscoll was talking about last week, this is it's a spiritual thing. Like this is. These are known deities that love the castration deal. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So it's just, it's it's very very spiritual in this this whole thing. And if you if you think it's all about, I don't know, what do people think it's about? Like this is science. <laughs> No, uh, we're well, and, and it's 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 like that clip that he in the beginning of that clip he also said. Uh, uh, science would have us believe that things are getting better when in fact it's actually getting much much worse right yeah yeah where where you can people confuse technological advancement because there's undeniable technological advancement but the human condition and uh you know sin definitely not going in the the better direction and this this stuff is is not new like it, it just instead of communicating with the gods like they did thousands of years ago, now you're uh, you're gonna merge with AI or well, it's a, communicating a spiritual with your, an Eastern spirituality deal or you you're know, communicating whatever. with your your phone with the algorithm with the the AI with the whatever's being kind of sold to you through your phone. I mean, you're communicating with social contagion. Right, and it's, I mean, how sick is that where it's like social media and this can talk someone into like being transgender is the way to be more accepted. I mean, it's so crazy. (laughs) It's like, you know, I mean, gender affirming care, uh, what that should mean is like, oh, well, you're a girl. Let me affirm that. You're a boy. Let me affirm that. Let me reassure right. you. I was there God, when you were born. I've seen God your, made you your birth way. certificate. God did not make a mistake. He created. He creates people, male or female. You are, you know. <laughs> so I, I saw. I'm assuming it was a real, a real post. It's just social media, not. Uh, not, the sources were not cited properly. Shout out James Corbett and his new new thing there. But uh, it just had someone complaining about uh, 23andMe, you know, listing them as someone with an X and a Y chromosome. <laughs> it's like, don't they? Aren't they sensitive to trans? <laughs> it's like, well, it's uh, you know, you sign up for the genetic testing. What are they going to tell you? It's like you've got. Two X chromosomes when you don't? I don't 
I don't get what the <laughs> what the deal is. But stop me if I've said this before. But if you take a hundred men and ten women and put them on a desert island and come back a hundred years later, and you'll find a thriving community. If you take a hundred men and ten transgender women, you'll come back and find a hundred and ten skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> so I. <laughs> I understand the logic, but uh, given our current state of um, being able to figure out our survival skills, mm-hmm. for, forget reproduction. I'm not so sure you'd find a thriving community with the <laughs> the first scenario, but you might still find 110 skeletons, just different reasons there. But. Well, maybe there's 111. There's a chance. There's a there's more. There's skills. a there's chance. A, yeah. There's a chance, Andrew. Come on, yeah. man. God, oh, there's, there's, always so there negative. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, well, as what while we're shouting out James Corbett, uh, I enjoyed the Internet is dead. Long live the Internet. I don't want to read the whole thing because people should go read it for themselves. But I'll I'll read a little bit. Uh, it's great artwork on there too, James. It says the internet is dead. It's on a tombstone. Uh, have you heard the latest? Canadians are great, losing great, their access. To- great artwork, Brock. That was <laughs> James didn't do that. Well, I don't know. Are, are you seeing it? No, I didn't see it. Is it good? No, it's not good. That's why I'm thinking it might, it might not be. I don't know that this got the Brock West treatment. Like, like, hey, Brock, I need you. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, I, the title's The Internet is Dead, and I'm thinking Gravestones with Freedom of Speech, Access to Information, and the Internet on them. No, you're right. Can you st- stop working on our documentary, and can you spend some time on this there? So, I stand corrected. My apologies. Yeah. So he's, James says, have you heard the latest? Canadians are losing their access to online news. Thanks to a new bill that would make tech, tech companies liable for so much as linking to news stories. French President Macron is mulling a social media shutdown in the name of quelling France's social unru- unrest. Meta's new Twitter killer threads app is, surprise, surprise, censoring from day one. And the UK government is mulling a proposal to give their NSA equivalent, the GCHQ, unprecedented sweeping new powers to monitor internet logs in real time. Are you noticing a pattern? Yes, the internet, the information superhighway version of the internet that was sold as a digital panacea to the credulous public in the 1990s, that is now officially dead. So what does this mean? And where do we go from here? Today I'll get to the bottom of the dead internet theory and what conspiracy realists should make of this news. Alright, so people should go read the rest. He does mention uh, mass media history, which if you haven't seen that set of documentaries, that's a, a must watch there. Uh, and then he's, he's I have not taken the online course, I have to admit. I'm sure that's Excellent as well. Uh, I've heard from actually several people on that, but uh, yes. Anyway, so very good article from James. People should check that out. It will be in the the show notes. And they should subscribe to his Substack. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. James, good friend of the show and uh, friend to all podcast listeners. And, yes. And uh, even, even friend to all podcasts, really. I mean, I, I, I'm convinced even if you have a, a two-bit show and uh, you, you look up to James, he'll, he'll come on your show. <laughs> We're exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> now, with less show. <laughs> now with less body shows <laughs> than last week. Oh, so, man. Yeah. So, no, he's, he's very generous with his time, and it's not a calculated, like, let me increase my <laughs> footprint deal, because he would not be coming on shows like ours if, if that was his his agenda. But he, he does want you to cite your sources, so people should check that out. The most recent one, I think that just came out today or, or yesterday, but... Uh, goes through a few of his pet peeves of the current conspiracy internet space. So, Uh-oh. I'm probably the old, uh, he might be calling me out on this. It's not citing my stuff. I don't here's believe a tw- so. Here's, Unless- a, here's a Twitter video that I saw somewhere. Somebody on 4chan said this. Well, have you been frequenting the conspiracy subreddit? Oh, James and I have had talks about this on air, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, the... Yeah, the conspiracy subreddit was, and we and we agreed. Like we, I remember him being favorable of it too. Uh, it yeah. was awesome, like for a very long time. But it got to a point where he gave up on it, and I was like, "Well, there's still some stuff occasionally." Uh, since that conversation, I also have completely given up on it. So if that's where we're going, <laughs> then yes, yes, I uh, yeah, j- I can I can understand the direction of this conversation <laughs> J- now. James speculates: Is there? An unwritten but enforced rule that you're not allowed to post links to original sources and to provide oh, evidence for your claims. It's just, it's only screenshots now. Just once I read the article that uh, made it extremely, made the unlikely link, but there is an extremely high likelihood that Jazing uh, Maxwell was one of the top Reddit uh, users who guided the direction of several extremely popular subreddits. Eh, that's when I realized Reddit <laughs> was not a really a good place. Yeah. Yeah. So is, uh, I went on there recently and I had my, uh, I don't remember what it was. It was some sort of option on my browser or whatever. And it's it somehow it got turned off for safe search or whatever, brave browser for safe search. And it was just, Reddit was just, it's just full of different, you know, links to different porn and different stuff. It's like, what, what are you guys doing here? This is not, this is not, yeah. and, 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 it, and it's where a lot of people go. I mean, a lot of people go, I mean, they call themselves the front page of the internet. They got a lot of users. Let me look it up. Daily active users. But anyway, I'll, I'll have to check that show out because it, it used to be a cool place. And I was uh, a big fan, but it's yeah. not, not so good. Not so good. But uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know where to go next. I need, I need a Reddit. quiz for I need a quiz for Tim because I have a I have a clip to okay. play after you give the right answer. So we'll make it an easy question. Hold on, hold on. Uh, before you get the, before we do that, daily active users fifty two million four hundred and thirty million uh, monthly users. 
Wait, what's that? 430 million monthly users. Daily active 52 million 430 million monthly users. Like a, I wonder if that's unique or if it's counting oh, 50 million a day that's probably unique, huh? It's it's probably unique, I would I would say. Uh interesting. TikTok has 50 million daily users. That seems low. 37 average on average US adults spend 33 minutes per day on TikTok. Ranked only second to Facebook with 35 minutes. 73 million monthly active users. Wow. Thought it was bigger than that. Weird. So I, I work for a company that does uh, online advertising. And I have to say... You're kidding me. It's, uh, it's a lot of Facebook. It's a, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, same thing, you know. And they... <laughs> sometimes like i i'll ask him like oh were you searching for like water filter stuff or water softeners they're like no we were just talking about it <laughs> and then the ad popped up so yeah i hear you <laughs> so. I, I, so i have graphene os on my phone we've talked about this off and on over the last couple of years um and so there I, I i am able to use a lot of apps but i have no so the way it works is i have an android phone with no google account attached to it i'm not signed in any google so google can't track me in any way uh, and all the apps are sandboxed so that no apps can talk to each other unless for some reason when you so i've put facebook on this thing a couple times and every single time i put facebook or instagram on here i don't know where the permission lies but they Ah, shoot is it actually i don't know i don't think it's that so here's here's what happens facebook is the worst and this is how they are the mm -hmm. biggest app or this is how or the best or the depending best on how you're, depending on how you're looking. looking at it for advertisement yes exactly so i have facebook on my phone or instagram on my phone okay let's just say today tim decides to install instagram on his phone it'll be taken off his phone by tomorrow but today he has it on his phone yesterday tim was on his browser and on his computer, his laptop Linux computer using Brave, and he looked up such and such product and was like, oh, this looks interesting. Maybe I should buy this. I don't know if I will. Click, close that tab, go on to do something else, right? But on that browser, I forgot that three days before, I had signed into Facebook to check to see if I had any messages or notifications. And then I closed yep. the tab and did not sign out. It, it, it scrapes all your information out of your browser, all your cookies, all the places you were. And now, boom, Tim, who has no other contact between this phone and that lookup. And I know this because unlike most people who are like, is it recording me? I don't understand how this information is getting there. There's only one place that it can only one way it could get there through the phone that I have set up because of the way I have it set up. And that is that it, they log the information from my browser, even if I'm not on Facebook, and then keep that information and put it in my face on my phone whenever I am scrolling on it. So uh, it's wild, man. It's a wild deal. Yeah. And and once you start, it's like whack-a-mole. Once you start kind of knocking down these different advertisers and the way they do stuff, there's an, there's always something else to learn. So, uh, yeah, it's been Well, and uh, it's, it's been also because a lot of times with apps – it at least supposedly gives you an option like do you want to allow uh, 
access to your phone to microphone and camera while using the app all the time or don't allow, right? Right. And so with, if, with if, Graphene if you're OS, allowing it all the time, that they're using it all the time. A hundred percent. With Graph, I don't know how Android, like stock Android is, which is I think what you're running. I don't hey, know Tim? how. Yeah. Tim. Yeah. What did you just say? Stock Android? No, before that. I don't know. All right. We got to play the Tracy Beans ISOs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're short. Yes, you're 100% correct. Did I say that? <laughs> he said 100%. Play it's the hard, other one. It's, it's hard to stop. 1000%. 100%. So I, I blame this on a, a coworker. I had a coworker back in 2015 and he started saying 100% then. I actually am like w- concerned. Austin, if you're listening to this, I mean you. And he's definitely not listening. He's very, very uh, left leaning, would never even tune into this. Maybe if he knew I was doing it, he might tune in. But anyway, uh, he was saying 100% way back then. Oh, 100%, bro. 100%. Oh yeah, now, yeah. I'd I'd heard hundred percent a long time ago. It's yeah. it's everywhere. Maybe it's a Northwest thing, and it just infected the rest of the. It country. may have been a Northwest thing. Yeah, that's interesting thought. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're using. Oh, I said a hundred percent. They're using the other, the other. If they're if you allow them, then they will use it one hundred percent. Is what I said. That's true. On Graphene, you can actually allow apps like, nope, you don't get connected to the internet. So you can have apps on your phone that are like, nope, no, no internet connection for you. And so you could just use the app without it like phoning home anywhere. Kind of kind of fun. Uh, to further prove our point, Facebook global daily active users reached 2 billion in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Platform has gained around 77 million users compared to the first quarter of 2022. Penetration rate of the United States was 71.43%. Social networks audience reach is projected to be 75.79 by 2027. Goodness gracious. <laughs> wow. Hey, I've, I've got an idea. Yeah. Let's take that. Mm-hmm. And let's just get rid of the name and try to get everyone onto our new awesome thing called Meta. How many active users does Meta have? <laughs> Metaverse. So Twitter has three. Well, no, it's Meta because remember they changed their name. It's not Facebook anymore. It's Meta. No, but Meta. So Meta is still the name. It's the, that's the parent company. This is a tax scheme. This is like Google is Alphabet. This is just right. a, a blanket name for their corporation. Twitter, 368 million daily active users. 63 million users in the United States. The average... Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's per month. That's not much at all. Average Twitter user spends 158 minutes per month on social media. Anyway. All right, last one. YouTube. And then you can give me my, my quiz. Sorry. No, I... Those were the clips to play when you got the right answer on the quiz. So we don't have to do oh. that anymore. You inadvertently gave me a better segue to it. So, <laughs> As of July 13th, YouTube has approximately 122 million daily active users. Wah, wah, wah. Even they have like a little, you have to have a short video thing. So no matter what your app is, you have to have a short video thing that's a TikTok clone. So Instagram, just pictures. Nope. You got to have a short video touch thing. 
Facebook, regular post. Nope, got to have a video touch touch thing, touch through it. And then now even YouTube has that, which makes almost no sense, but good for them. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I'm here yeah, for a long got... video. Would you like to see this 15-second video this person made the other day? I mean, I, I guess. Do I have to? I feel like I have to. <laughs> After... You know, I can remember the days when you were limited to 10 minutes on YouTube, right? Oh, yeah. Remember the, when there's the max oh, length and <laughs> we're really the, showing uh, our age here now. We're really yeah. showing our age. <laughs> wait, don't new, wait till we tell you. Next t- week had to <laughs> cram everything in three stories into 10 minutes and oh, we just made it. Wait till you, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait till you tell them there was a five star rating on all YouTube videos. And they didn't hide the dislike button. Much less they. Like, well, that was pretty. Sh- the dislike button being not hidden was pretty short lived. But I mean, yes, no, it wasn't. It went for a while. Went for a while. They just hid it. But it, it wasn't five stars the original. was gone. No, the original was five stars. Man, you rate it how you wanted. This thing is a one star video. I, I'm not watching this. I'm not. Even, <laughs> I'm not hanging out for this. Yeah, I didn't come. I didn't come here for this. Yeah, it's it was a totally different <laughs> different deal. Like I saw nine eleven truth stuff without looking for it. Yeah, that's and that's that's what happened to. Yeah. I mean, think about that. The Google al- algorithm showed me it wasn't Google at the time. Actually, remember it wasn't even Google. Google bought YouTube. Right there. YouTube, well, there were both. You, yeah, YouTube Google video was, and YouTube. Yeah, but YouTube was its own thing. Right. But uh, that was like the original algorithm where you and I both, and I think James Corbett too, what a weird deal. We were just blindly recommended like on YouTube, like, hey, check out this loose change video. I was in uh, our college's computer lab because that was a thing back Mm -hmm. then too. Mm -hmm. Not everybody had laptops. He went to the computer lab in the cafeteria. And just randomly, uh, it's like, no plane hit the Pentagon. I'm like, that's weird. This is like 2000, maybe Four three. Five. Oh, wow. No, it was before that because I was still in undergrad. And I didn't, I had nowhere to put that information. It's just like, I don't know. Maybe it's a fake video, whatever. Right. But that, that was kind of, you know, and then years later when I actually looked into it, and I was like, oh, that was like a 9-11 truth thing randomly being shown on school computer at, uh, you know, when I wasn't even looking for it. So I, I have basically the same story. I mean, it was uh, recommended to me. And I remember this was in like 2005. I'm going to say 2005. Maybe 2006. I don't remember. I do. Rem- I distinctly remember YouTube buying or Google being bought by YouTube, which is 2006. So I'm not sure. No, other way around. Google buying YouTube. Yeah. My apologies. Um, But I I remember seeing like, you know, our government, 9-11 was an inside job or check out this loose change video. And I was just like, I mean, that's a little too far. They're going pretty, I'm like, I'm I'm not, I'm not for the (laughs) government, but that's too far. Like they're clearly, that's too far. They're going too far with that one. And then I just like, I was like, oh yeah, that's what it is. And then, the next time I saw it, I was like, well, 
you know, they're still too far. But what are they talking about here? This this seems crazy. And this, well, like, how do how does the, how do they mean this? And then I watched it, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I loose change was not the first thing for me. It was I had already like read nine eleven books and stuff, and then someone's like, oh, you're into the nine eleven thing. You should watch Loose Change. Like, and then sure enough, there. There it was, but uh, yeah, this, I don't know how we got onto the the old days, but uh, we're just trying uh, to get James people Cor- to turn the turn the podcast off. <laughs> James, James Corbett still does uh, interviews with Ernie Freedom's Phoenix Ernie, okay, down in the valley, and that's where I lived down there. And I remember seeing um, big signs like on overpasses and stuff, like Google Ron Paul. Uh, in the Fed, you know, nine eleven was all this stuff, and it was uh, it was his group doing all that, all the Ron Paul stuff back in the day. So, yeah, so, yeah I remember I remember seeing Infowars uh, stickers pop up on stop signs near my house. Just really info, wow. infowars.com on a stop yeah. sign. I was like, what in the world is that? <laughs> Infowars. And then I, yep. went, I and then I and then I searched it out and I realized they're turning the freaking frogs gay. Yeah, the turns out they really are. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, R- you can. R- uh, if- RFK comes out and is like, well, I mean, yeah, they are turning the freaking frogs gay, and here's how they're doing it. Like, whoa! Oh, did they? Did they ask him about that? Do you have a clip? He he, he talked about it in the Rogan interview. on the Rogan thing. Yep. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah, you can, um, ewg.org, if you look up your tap water, they'll list atrazine down there if it's been been found in your area. So, Did you hear the most recent No Agenda? Where they played the PFAS thing? Yeah, they played the PFAS thing and they did, uh, talked about the water. I was like, well, I got to check with my, my resident water that's, expert. That's sitting in my... Uh, you know, it didn't make it into the show. It's sitting in my my advanced show prep method of texting articles to myself. Ah, yes. Uh, Signal has a yeah. great uh, note to self f- feature. That- oh, I know. I used to use that. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, no, I didn't even do that. But, yeah, there. I saw the CBS report, and I had the same, which is what they ended up playing on No Agenda, I right. think. Because mm-hmm. it was definitely a, a promo for whoever's like acting like they invented a way to get rid of PFAS. They're not very clear on that. Like you could filter PFAS out of your water. Like a reverse osmosis will get it out of your drinking water. Okay. Um, they make it sound like oh, they're forever chemicals because there's just no other way other than this new expensive way. And they're kind of talking in you know, about doing municipal water systems, which is definitely a different scale. Um, so it's cool. I hope it works and they, you know, I'd rather have government spending money on that than uh, what they usually spend money on. But uh, yeah, the idea Rain. that you, yeah, the idea that you, you can't get the PFAS out of your water is, is not, not accurate. So reverse osmosis will take basically anything out of your water. Yeah, it'll do. That's the way. 
fluoride's like the small one of the, well i shouldn't say the smallest thing so it'll get like 99.9 percent of fluoride out and higher levels of you know that or higher is pretty much everything else um, it even gets the hard water minerals that are fully dissolved in the water like out so it'll you ba you basically just have water which is is good um, but some of those minerals are actually kind of you, you need them so sure if you're just drinking reverse osmosis water you want to get some mineral and vitamin content in there somehow so i want to i want to hit you with this though you know uh the there should be some minerals in your water don't filter everything out sounds to me a heck of a lot like vitamin d is fat soluble you you can overdose on it don't have too much which seems highly unlikely and overblown in what way are those two things alike they're both highly unlikely and overblown Okay. I, I don't I don't get it. I'm sorry. No no worries. I just I, I think the whole like don't don't take everything out of your water because you want to have some minerals for taste is like to get people to it just it just it's it just seems like one of those things that was put in people's brains or that was said so that people didn't filter everything out of their water. Like they told all the doctors, like oh, vitamin D is fat soluble. You can't don't you can overdose on vitamin D. Don't take too much vitamin mm. D. Every physician I've ever talked to about vitamin D will immediately knee jerk reaction tell you, well, you know, you can take too much vitamin D. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. How much minerals are you getting? You just if you drink some Topo Chico water, like I'm drinking now, it's got mineral minerals in it. It's got Mexican minerals. <laughs> so, well, best minerals. I'll say you definitely want overly filtered water versus not filtered water. Sure. You know. So, I could see the arguments for um you know, wanting the minerals in there, but uh, at the same time, you really don't want the PFAS and the glyphosate and all the rest of it. And unfortunately, there is some stuff, uh, those good old dioxins that are, even the reverse osmosis isn't getting those out. But Really? Yeah. Dioxin's not going to be removed by... Hmm. Yeah, when, you, when you're talking like parts per quadrillion being a problem that's a problem it's yeah it's, it's really small. on a scale it's it's tough even to test for it so yeah it's that's why it's i don't know maybe a good idea not to not to set a big fire to the materials that form dioxins and spread a giant toxic plume all over a large portion of the U.S. and make sure it gets in the water supply and everything else. It's just might not have been the best idea. So, well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> it is. I'm. I will say I'm not the only one who's come to, <laughs> to come to that opinion. But uh, yeah, it is. Dioxins are bad. Bold take. Child. So Child sex trafficking is a bad thing, and dioxin's also bad. There we go. Wow. 
Hot next thing, you're, next thing you're gonna tell me Lyme disease is not as bad as well and it's a bioweapon <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Uh what is the gentleman's name, the senator who is always grilling the uh his na- his last name is Kennedy. Senator Kennedy. Oh yeah, the Louisiana guy. Yeah. Yep. There he is. John Kennedy. John Kennedy. So I got I got a clip. It's, there's a little bit of music in the background. I think it has been played on other podcasts, actually. I know it has, but this is John Kennedy talking to our climate czar about how much we're going to lower the global temperatures coming up. Because, you know, I don't know if you know, Andrew, but it's getting hot out there. It's hot. Therefore, have you seen warm. the memes? My mom actually sent me one the other day. She sends me this, me- this not meme, but she sends me a picture like, look, and it's like a map but the whole map is red and has all these temperatures on it. Like it's going to be so hot tomorrow or it's going to be so hot this next week. I texted her back. I was like, mom, this is just this whole red map thing is propaganda. And uh, have you seen these memes where it's like Germany in 2017 and like all these temperatures and how warm it is. And then it's like Germany weather in 20, you know, 23 or 2022. And it's like all the maps like completely red and the temperatures aren't even as high as they are in the 2017 one. Oh yeah. Just different color, just different scale different colors to make you, <laughs> to make you feel like there's global warming. Yeah. I, I saw something which, you know, this is, this will come as a shock to people, but Phoenix, Arizona is a pretty hot place. You're kidding me. There's, they've got like forecast 18 straight days over 110 right now. Uh, yeah, but uh, it was like that when I lived. I remember it being 100, 119. Yeah, Oof, was, 119. Yeah, 119. I remember playing golf when it was like 117. <laughs> so you played was, golf in 117? Yeah, it was tryouts for the, the team there. Good for you. That's awesome. I remember, I remember being on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier in the Persian Gulf and it being about 130 on the flight oh, deck. Man. On the flight deck. So the ambient air temperature was probably in the 110 to 120 range. But yeah. On the flight deck with all the jets, about 130. It was pretty cool. Whew. Camelback. I've I told the story before, but uh, we're just going down memory lane tonight. So that's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> the Camelback was not invented yet, but it was like, it was, it's weird how some of this stuff ends up in the military before it comes to, like, I'd never even heard of a Camelback, but we were all issued Camelbacks. And it's like, you know, you put this thing on your back and this little hose comes underneath your arm and you can drink water. So we'd, we'd go nice. below decks. We'd go below decks and fill that sucker with ice. And then by the time you get, by the time you walk out on deck, it's like melted, just like completely melted. <laughs> wow. It's like, well, I got got some water now, so we'll have a drink. Anyway, uh, global warming. Good old John Kennedy questioning the climate czar. If it costs fifty trillion dollars, as some of your colleagues have testified, to become carbon neutral by two thousand and fifty, how much is that going to lower world temperatures? So every country around the world needs to get its act together. Our emissions are about thirteen percent of global emissions. Yeah, but if right you could now. answer my question, if we spend fifty trillion dollars to become carbon neutral in the United States of America by two thousand and fifty, you're the deputy secretary of energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing. Let me ask again. Maybe I'm being. Right now. Maybe I'm not being clear. 
If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem, so we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, is it going to reduce so world temperatures? So we're 13 percent of global emissions. You don't know, do you? So we're 13 percent of if global If you know, why won't you we, tell me? If we went to zero, that would be 13 percent. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend $50 trillion and you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. You're the Deputy Secretary of the Department of Energy and you're advocating we spend trillions of dollars to seek carbon neutrality and you can't, and this isn't your money or my money, it's taxpayer money, and you can't tell me how much it's going to lower world temperatures? Nope. He cannot. It will make it uh, slightly less high than it would have been, right? That'll be the argument. And yeah. it's like, well, if we'd spent a hundred trillion, that would really that would have. But uh, you know, we pre- we o- we only delayed disaster. Barely. Yeah. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's. I feel, like, uh, I feel like they're lying to us, Andrew. <laughs> it's almost like they're lying to us. Seem, I mean, it, occasionally I'll get the thought. Like, is it feels like they could be, you know, could be lying. I thought maybe you had the clip where they're talking about what percentage of the atmosphere is uh, carbon dioxide. Oh, that was good. No, I don't yeah. have that one. So that's a good one. Whatever. They're all estimated like five percent, and it's like point zero three or something. Yeah percent oh we didn't play uh, too late now people have seen the I thought uh, since you mentioned him actually the last couple weeks uh, what's his name Patrick Bet David he had a good promo for Sound of Freedom you don't have to play it if you let's play it Look, whether you're a parent or you're somebody that has younger siblings or you got nephews, nieces, or you're just concerned about the direction America is going to, you have to go watch the movie Sound of Freedom. We were in uh, Bahamas and we couldn't find a movie in any theater. And then finally we found a spot. We went to, we put the kids in the other room to watch Indiana Jones. And then we sat there ourselves and a few others. And from the beginning of the movie, you're going to feel the pain, the rage. There's going to be so many unique emotions you're going to have with the opening scene of what happens to the brother and sister and the father, and you're gonna say, that's real. Then when you see the statistics, 22 million new child pornography pictures uploaded on the internet just in the last year, a 5,000% increase in the last five years. And the whole concept about the fact that this is a $150 billion year industry, like $150 billion year industry, it says, you sell cocaine one time, but you can sell a child five to 10 times a day for 10 years. Look how profitable that is. And just last year, two million kids were taken for human trafficking. Just this year, in the last 12 months. Um, I applaud the guys who funded the movie. I know there was a crowdsourcing way of getting the money. Obviously, Jim Caviezel was the right guy for this. Tim, Bla- Tim Ballard being the story of it, behind it. Everybody has to go watch it. And the most interesting thing about it was who bashed the movie. Just watch the critics on how they're bashing the movie. Oh, this was just a cue, you know, right? Like, what? 
What? What part of the message has to do with that? The stats are being given from the federal government and you're not defending people having to watch this to see what's going on to protect their kids. Very weird. Who recommends you go and watch in this movie and who bashes the movie? All I need to know is if you bash watching this movie, it says a lot about you and those who support going and watching the movie. It also says a lot about you. All I'm saying to you is go watch the movie. Spend two hours at the end. Not going to tell you what Jim says. But if you know, you know, go watch the movie and see what Jim Caviezel says at the end of the movie. Don't walk out like many of us do. Stick around three minutes after the movie ends. He gives a three minute message that you have to hear. So anyways, part that I'm excited about as weird as this sounds is the fact that there are more people in the media industry that are financing movies like this, that are talking about movies like this that are not afraid to produce things like this. And we're learning. People are getting exposed. You gotta love uh, what the media industry is capable of doing when it's held by right people, funded by those who are concerned about it. And that's why I'm confident because I think more and more people are waking up, finding each other and saying, this is a fight I'm willing to fight for. It's worth fighting for. So anyways, long story short, go watch the movie. You are going to be disturbed, but it's a good kind of disturbed that we all need to be. Only the paranoid survive. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Man, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I sure don't like all the ads they crammed into his last few shows, but I, I like this man. Uh, <laughs> very Only paranoid uh, survive. I like that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting because remember <laughs> a couple weeks ago, he had Alex Jones on and he was like, and Alex was like, if you're not skeptical in this day and age, you're dead. In the Soviet, in the USSR, you weren't skeptical of what was being told to you. You were dead. If you're not skeptical in this day and age in our country, you're an idiot. That's <laughs> like yeah. only the paranoid survive. I love it. Uh, I I didn't get this into the show notes, but uh, from uh, the Babylon Bee, Hollywood confused by new movie that depicts child sex trafficking as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood critics, actors, and producers are reportedly confused by Sound of Freedom, an action thriller produced by Angel Studios and starring Jim Caviezel because it depicts child sex trafficking as a bad thing. <laughs> According to sources among the nation's entertainment elite, Hollywood insiders had been excited to learn there was a film coming out about sex trafficking, but were then disappointed when they found out it's depicted as a negative thing in the film. Critics have been giving the film poor reviews, citing the filmmaker's baffling decision to take a stance against the practice, with the New York Times slamming the movie for not having enough kink. It's just confusing, said one director. You go through all this trouble to make a film about child sex trafficking, and then you end up making the traffickers out to be the bad guys? Such a missed opportunity. Yeah, I guess I just don't get it either, said Ezra Miller. They, them. You're not supposed to kidnap people? Or it's like frowned upon? Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? At publishing time, President Joe Biden had slammed the movie as a far-right extremist domestic terrorist act and called upon <laughs> called upon Congress to pass common sense Mormon film control. <laughs> oh that's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. That's good stuff. I had that one and a TechCrunch article about how Starlink satellites 
are dodging objects in orbit thousands of times every month. I'll take things that aren't really happening for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> so, uh, what was I going to say here? Where where are we in this whole situation? Are we fighting back? Are we winning? Or did they just pull back like heavily? Or both? Good question. I, I'm interested in uh, the message that Jim... Jim Caviezel says at the end of the movie, because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, movies, they do impact people. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why the satanic Hollywood elite has been putting messages in movies for forever. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, is this a conservative's version of changing your icon on Twitter? Mm-hmm. feeling like you, you did something like you went to go see sound of freedom and it's like, well, okay. Like Mel Gibson said, the first step is awareness, which that makes sense. Um, I don't know what people are supposed to do though. Like just right. You know, I mean, other than, other than see the movie, what are, what are we supposed to do? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's not a, criticism of the movie it's just it's a genuine question like what can you and i do uh to make a difference in this particular issue i'm not sure but i can tell you we've been talking about this issue for as long as this show existed yeah this is one of those one of those issues that we really have been on top of for a very long time yeah, it's uh, and it's been an issue for a long time, and it's—I mean, it is good that it's—you know—it's getting out there now. There is still the fake stuff. I saw the No Agenda Social post of like, did you know that all these people were working on this documentary called The Silent Children, right? And then they all committed suicide. It's like those people their suicides were like years apart and there's no evidence any of them were working on a silent children so documentary I've, some of them weren't I, even actors like what is I going on see, here i didn't even see this post but the lincoln park but, guy chris cornell yes yes right you, you uh uh anthony bourdain anthony bourdain yep and robin williams <laughs> it no, was a robin I, williams but yeah robin williams <laughs> wasn't in there no, I don't think so. The, in this one. Whether it's true or not, I'll tell you the conspiracy word for word. These are all people that hung themselves by hanging themselves with a red rope and or ribbon from a doorknob while seated in front of it. Hmm. Yep. Now, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Go search that one out. I don't know if any of it's true, but that's the, that's the conspiracy. And so why, how do they all... I'll tell you well, this. this. So I'll t- I'll break it down for you. I All thought right? it was the, no. I thought link- some of them were were pills or like mm-hmm. an overdose mm-hmm. deal. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Lincoln Park guy looks exactly like uh, John Podesta. Like exactly. Have you ever seen that? I don't. I'm not ready to say he looks exactly like him, but I have seen the comparison. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That. 
Uh, Chris Cornell is friends with Linkin Park guy. That's pretty much the only way he gets roped into this. Anthony Bourdain, I do Just think... Just because they're both musicians? Well, they're kind of same era. I could see them. Yeah. They were, there's some documentation of them being friends. Uh, one of, I think it's her wife, the most recently deceased one would have been Chris Cornell's wife, talked about how close they actually were. So that's how that happens. Then uh, Robin Williams, I don't know. He just it has the same ribbon doorknob theory. I don't even know if it's true. And then Anthony Bourdain, I, <laughs> I think he ran into something he didn't like. I mean, one of his last tweets is, I'm currently being followed by somebody from the Hillary camp. You didn't you don't remember this or know about this? Uh, yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. This is not a screenshot of a fake tweet. Uh, there's a lot of, inf- of, of I've read a lot about this. Uh, let's see. And then, and then there was a lot of character assassination shortly after he died. Well, he was into some weird stuff to do, to do Anthony Bourdain, Hillary camp tweet. Anyway, but there, there's the answer to your four people that were on the thing. I don't know if Rob Williams was on it, but no, I think he were three out of four. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. I know my conspiracies. Uh, it's still a tweet. You can go to it. Are you ready? I am yeah. currently on it. Anthony Bourdain's uh, defunct uh, Twitter. I can still follow him. It's still here. Uh, it says, I am in no way an HRC fan. I have been on the receiving end of her operative's wraths, and it ain't fun. May 2nd, 2018. And then he dies. Two weeks later. Hmm. Yeah. So while they all weren't walking work, while they all may not have been working on the movie silent children, you know, we, let's throw them all in there. What was that actor that you really couldn't take the idea of uh, the, the Ellen's girlfriend, which by the way, if anybody knows anything, it's Ellen. And if anybody found out anything accidentally, it'd be Ellen's wife. But uh, yeah, that was the one. And Hesh. Ian Haish, that's right. That was a bridge too far for you. You're like, no, no, no. She's not working on it. Because it always comes out after the fact. And you called it with this one when I brought it up several weeks ago. Hey, this is before the fact. And you're like, okay, right. I'm into this. And yeah. look at it. Turns out okay. Yeah, it was l- legit. Even with Mel Gibson's involvement. And and it, it's crazy, though, that it took five years for them to actually get the thing out. Like this, yeah. They've been working know. on this for five years. They had it done five years ago, and Disney sat on it, gave them the runaround about, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah. Wait, this oh, this well, current. Well, COVID, oh, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, sound I, I, I was, I was trying to to clip this uh, YouTube or this this tweet so I can send it to you so that you have a source. Sound yeah, of Freedom was done by, but how is Disney involved? I'm sorry. Disney uh, had the rights to it ah. and used that ability to keep it from coming out for five years until now. And I think some of what you're seeing is backlash because of the, you know, AMC. It's crazy how corrupt the whole movie industry theater system is. It's like they will shoot themselves in the foot to try and 
squash something that's not part of the agenda. Uh, also, it. also to uh, make sure that their shareholders never get rich off of selling their shares. AMC with their famous hodl, and then uh, kind of imploding the company and selling more shares and dividing the company up. Anyway, go ahead. But what yeah. AMC didn't want to play it. I did see, I've seen some tweets. Like people were like, Hey, we were called and told that this movie wasn't going to be shown tonight. There's no air conditioning. Did you see that? Right. One? No, that show, there was, she shows up and the movie is still available, but there's no air conditioning in that right. specific. And the, then the air conditioning pops on right after the movie's over. And then, yeah, there's lots of, Lots of that, which that could be not a AMC thing. That could be just like someone who watches CNN thing sabotaging their local AMC theater. Um, you know, I'm not thinking they've got the most critical thinking employees, just to stereotype uh, who's working at AMC theaters these days. But uh, yeah, it's. You know, if someone tells them it's a bad QAnon thing, then they probably feel it like it's it's their right. All right, when you're sending me stuff in the middle of the show. Oh, there. Oh, well, I was I was trying to to your, to your signal, but you closed it down, and we usually have a chat open, but not anymore. So anyway, uh, yeah, there it is. There's his tweet. What is that in? Okay, I don't know. He's making some comment, but it's a thing. It is an actual thing. So anyway, oh, because uh, he was bashing uh, Cohen, right? Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Then the uh, the Lincoln Park guy. It's all based off of him looking a certain way, but still. Which I don't know if there's anything to that or not, but I'm not. I mean, Lincoln Park was pretty good, right? But there's a lot of like. You know, if you're getting pushed by music labels, there's a lot of the same corruption and insider stuff going on there, too. And so all the Mickey Mouse Club stuff, all the little pop stars, and a lot of them were abused in, in horrible ways, too. So, Absolutely, they were. Absolutely, they were. Okay. Uh, should, I was going to say, should we thank some people? I don't have the spreadsheet open if you want to. Open it up. Is there even anything there? Uh, I don't remember if I've updated it. But we did get a donation here very recently. Should play some music for the for the folks at home. I don't believe it's been updated. Not at all. Well, that's great. Well, then we'll fly by the seat of our pants. Why don't you <laughs> tell the folks this time why we don't accept advertisements? I will do that. And I would recommend saving the recording because you're chopping in and out. And I think we might be about to lose you. Uh-oh. Because this is what happens when, it hap when that happens. Uh, it's not so uh, we do not accept advertising uh, chiefly because no one would advertise on our podcast but also we, we have we have been offered there's been offers 
so the real reason is, um, you know, that would feel like uh, it's a job, and then it's like, okay, well, we should thank them for advertising by not saying anything bad about their product, and then it's, well, I kind of, I don't like Lockheed Martin advertising on the podcast. <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be anti-war, and now they're giving us big bucks. Like, what do we do now? And then all of a sudden, it's a Ukraine flag instead of Revelations Radio News logo, and we're talking about how, you know, most wars aren't great, but this one's really good. Like, we, we got it. And advertising changes content and we have a hard enough time you know putting out interesting content as it is without self-censoring and advertising demands self-censorship so that is a, a big reason and yeah we we don't promise the highest level of professionalism we don't promise we're the best podcast in the universe but we do say we're going to be honest with you and we have been for the whole time and that's you know those of you who are listening right now appreciate that and that's why we don't do advertising so amen i should ask you to do that more often because that was uh that was great so uh can you give me the last name on the spreadsheet please anonymous on seven five yeah, five dollars. Thanks for this great yep. community. Okay, so next up is our friend Caleb. I'm gonna go on a, out on a limb here and say he's from Batavia, Ohio, and he donated thirty dollars to the Give Sin Go. So uh, there is nothing better for a man than to eat and drink and show himself some good in his trouble. This too, I have seen that it is from the hand of Yahweh. For who can eat and who can have enjoyment without him? So we, Caleb has taken it upon himself to make donations and make sure we get to the verse of the day. So I, I appreciate Caleb. And I appreciate his, that. Yeah, his his note. Uh, next up, we have a gentleman named Danny from Medford, Oregon, who donated twenty five dollars. Shocking, shocking. But there you go. That's a, it, although. To be fair, he usually donates when he sees that there's a new episode, so he might not have listened to the audio problems before donating. So. Yes, in which case I do apologize. Uh, very much so. We also have, let's go over to the PayPals. We have a couple of new donations on the PayPal. Suzanne uh, donated $5. This is a recurring donation of hers. I don't have her place pulled up. I don't know that we know it, so I'm going to say Suzanne Parts Unknown. And then Penny, this is a recurring donation as well on July 12th, and that's for $20. Where is Penny from, Andrew? Should be, if you want to check the spreadsheet, go back one month. I was still thinking about Suzanne. I feel like we should know Suzanne. We, I feel like we do too, but I couldn't find uh, her location on the spreadsheet. Oh, I guess it was Parts Unknown. It was Parts uh, Unknown on last, last week. Last, last, I don't know if we had it at one point and then I lost it, but Suzanne... If you're listening, if you want us to put your place, go ahead and send an email. Penny and Penny, Penny is, is from Mesa, Arizona. Mesa. Yeah, Mesa, Arizona. I thought yeah. I kind of came up with that just at the last second. Okay, and then moving right along. So this actually just came in uh, yesterday or today, uh, twenty-three hours ago. 
And uh, this is interesting, Andrew. This is on the uh, the Give, Send, Go. And this is from Not the Illuminati. <laughs> and Not the Illuminati has given us $400. Oh, wow. And not That's the Illuminati. definitely not the Illuminati. And not the Illuminati <laughs> said, haven't been listening to podcasts lately due to the passing of my father. I started mm. to listen again. If I could have a request, I would uh, please pray for those who have lost someone that God can help them through the dark and empty hole. It doesn't have to be on the podcast. And those who hear this may also pray for them. Keep up the good work. P.S. Audio is pretty wonky on 324. <laughs> yep. It was wonky. So, uh, yeah, you know, we, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how he passed. We, we recently got a, a challenge coin of a, of a young child that passed. Um, I don't know. I don't really know how to, to do anything except to pray for it as, as requested. I don't, I don't know what else to do Yeah, because, because, yeah. uh, that's what they ask for and that's what we're going to do. So, uh, and not because of the donation amount more because this person had went through something and apparently weren't listening to podcasts and, you know, transitioned through something dark and, well, and is asking for help for others. Unfortunately, I think, um, many people out there will relate so, yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we just pray uh, for this person who sent in this uh, donation. We, we thank you for the uh, monetary value of the donation. But Lord, we just ask that you bring peace upon this person. Uh, fill them, fill their heart with joy, even as they hear this, as they listen to this podcast. Uh, fill their heart and uh, just fill that, that hole that's been left by their, by their dad. And, uh, Lord, as Andrew said, there's probably many people who are experiencing something similar. We even had a listener a couple weeks ago who lost a child. So Lord, we do want to pray for all of uh, those people. And Lord, we just don't understand the shortest verse in the Bible says that you wept when someone died and we as humans really struggle with this concept and, uh, just pray for comfort for all the people that are going through it. And, uh, Pray that you would limit it as much as possible, especially for, you know, the younger, younger folks, kids and, and whatnot. Uh, as much as as much as you see fit, Lord, we just pray that you would uh, fill my my heart, fill my heart with the Holy Spirit. And may uh, all the people who hear my voice from Andrew to the person who sent this in to all the other people, Lord, just pray even in this moment that you would uh, send the Holy Spirit out to them and, and fill up their cars and, and rooms that they're sitting in and headphones as they're doing the dishes or whatever they're doing, Lord. Just pray that you would just bring a spirit of peace upon them, help them to... Uh, to love themselves, to love you, and to uh, to not feel even if, even if just for a brief moment they have a, a hole where uh, a missing loved one uh, used to be. Uh, we pray all that in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, it seems a bit strange to play a clip to end the donation segment. So I guess we'll just close out the donation segment. Uh, thank you everybody who donated and uh, yeah, I'm sorry for anybody that's uh, having to deal with losing a loved one. Um, 
not something I've had to deal with lately. So I should, you know, every now and not every now and then I'm trying to more frequently uh, discuss with my son things that we're grateful for. Cause in this age as a kid, right. It's just all about what I want, 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 what I need, need, right. need. So I'm trying to get him to stop and say, Hey, what are we grateful for? What's one of the things we do? When I had Tyler, uh, on the show way, way back with the episode that you were gone, he says, Hey, I wake up every day and write down, you know, a couple, two, three things I'm thankful for. I think it's important to do that. But, uh, one of the things I can be grateful for is I haven't had to deal with a, a lost loved one recently. And that's something that's good to remember that, you know, that will be coming uh, soon. You know, I'm sure that I'm going to have to deal with that here on this earth uh, again, but I haven't had to lately. And that's one thing to be grateful for. Right. Yep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> for those of us who haven't had to, and for those of us who had had to, we just, uh, we pray that, you guys would be uh, strengthened through the whole situation i'm interested to see how this whole thing shakes out and uh interesting i guess it's kind of a, a weird transition but i did listen to uh shortly after our last show i listened to to chris's podcast so that was uh it was really good it was really interesting yeah very you know very transparent and vulnerable and well researched it's you know it was it was a good one for sure so you raised primarily baptist and kind of a once save always save type of church uh yeah yeah i was raised at, uh, at least from a young age till mid-teens or early teens even in a pentecostal church and it was uh completely the opposite of that probably a little bit too far the opposite of that like hey like if you're not experiencing the yeah. the Holy Spirit is not causing you to, <laughs> yes, to speak yes. in tongues this yes. Sunday, yes. you're probably going to hell. Yes, yes, this is it. I mean, it's a it's a it's there's humor there, but there's truth there, right? So it was like a lot of not necessarily there was an overemphasis on speaking in tongues and the Holy Spirit, but um, there was also like uh, like a lot. Of, I remember a lot of sermons on backsliding and a lot of talk of backsliding and mm. even gossip about backsliding. So I was from kind of the opposite, you know, thought. And then I kind of, you know, once I kind of became a Christian, uh, probably mostly thanks to Chris White. So thanks, Chris White. Um, you know, kind of rededicated my life or turned it back to that direction in my twenties, uh, late twenties there. Whoa. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of wrestled with that again. I was like, you know, the once save, always save. And then the, I think the verse that always stuck out to me was that nothing could remove the, remove you from God's hand once, mm -hmm. once he's, once you're in his hand. And it was like, you know, how does that all work? And then just, and then I look back at what I had experienced as a kid and it was, I just kind of logged it in with like the, the uh, Calvinism versus Armenianism debate and was just like, I don't know the answer to it. And it doesn't bother me. Like I'm kind of the same yeah. way as that, even with flat earth, I'm kind of the same with that. It's like, I don't necessarily know the answer and it doesn't bother me. I'm not, I'm not die hard either way. And I'd love to ask God someday, like, Hey man, what was going on with this? <laughs> like, how did this work? What was the real, the real way that went down? I guess I just don't, I have a few things that I kind of put up on a shelf. Like, I'm not sure how that works, but I'm just going to, like, it's not going to affect my walk. Right. Like if I find out like you could fall away from Jesus, like if I know that, then I'll know, like, what do I know then? I'll know that, you know, that, that, that 
I, you know, maybe I was never saved or maybe I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to keep controlling what right. I can control. Well, and yeah, there's, if you, if you know God, then you have the supernatural ability to obey him mm-hmm. and the supernatural desire to obey him. Right. Yeah. Amen so, to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and I, I think there there can be extremes of um, not so much the Pentecostal, but I'm thinking more like Catholic Church deal, where it's like sure, sure. Then it's like oh, the priest is in the middle, and you got to you know give money, otherwise you're probably going to hell. And well, um, even the the it, idea of like if you die at the wrong moment, yeah, you know, the last the whole last you know. rites thing gets real real kind of strange there. Right. Oh, did you, did you repent before you, you know, did you get your last rites? Did you do the did you do the thing? I don't know. It just seems like an overemphasis on the wrong thing. Right. And if you're what it comes down to for me is you know, I I don't really have to solve it for everyone else. It's like right. has God been more than gracious with me and have I gotten more chances than I deserve and more grace and forgiveness than I deserve. Absolutely. Right. So it's at some level, it's like, you know, you got to trust that he's, you don't know everyone else's story, but you know, your own interactions with, with God and that same thing's happening with everyone else. So to, to be able to say like, I know the theological answer to the question you know, you you probably don't, but you know it for you, right? And that's that's kind of where where I come down on. And hundred hundred oh, oh. <laughs> go play the clip. Oh man! <laughs> yes, you're a hundred percent correct. <laughs> One thousand percent. Oh. I the the way I've always been told whether it's uh, it doesn't matter the church you know this it's going to be you at the end just you and God and you're gonna you know you're gonna stand up and talk to him about what happened what how how this all go down and yeah. if it's just me then there's no arg I'm not gonna be able to like you know all right let me convince Andrew that this is how it was so that he knows because, you know, it's a heart thing. I think Paul talks about that in the book of Romans. It's a heart thing. It's a between you and God thing. And each person has their own chance. And there will be a moment where it'll be like, Hey, what's going on in this part? And Lord willing or Lord, please let me, let me be strong enough to, to have said, I, I, I did everything I could to try. And I, I, I know it was bad and I messed up a lot, but I did everything I, I was trying to obey, you know, right. I, I did everything I could to try. I don't want to like get it lost in like a works thing or anything like that, but I did everything I could to obey. I want to be able to, to turn back on that. And because it doesn't matter if, you know, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, let's say the earth is flat. Turns out I, I was wrong. The earth is flat. That's not going to like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> like it matters, but it does. It's not the, it's not the actual thing that matters the most. It's not predestination, you know, Calvinism, Arminianism, those things don't actually matter most. It's what the choice was made and how you, how you lived your life. Right. Yeah. 
I agree with that. It just it does become that much more difficult to deny that there's a creator when it's like, oh, we live in <laughs> a flat the exact world described in Genesis one. <laughs> after I've been told the, something completely different my entire life, so it's. Uh, but I'm not yes, saying it's not related, it, it's, but it, it, I'm not going to get right, bonus right, points no. for having figured that out. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. It just, I think one, um, you can be a Christian without being a flat earther. Uh, it it takes some real creativity to be a flat earther without <laughs> accepting uh, Christian, you know, accepting Christ because it's it's kind of like oh wait a second there's there's a god like right up there kind of like every civilization thought hmm maybe i should look in maybe the same god who created everything down to the minutest detail cannot was also able to communicate with us Absolutely. and what does that communication look like and uh just a spoiler alert it doesn't look like a mushroom trip so <laughs> all right i found a button on my screen and uh like a squirrel i had to push it and see what it did uh i clicked the top donations and the give sin go and so it just brings up the top donations that we've ever ever had in our give sin go of course chrissy is at the top with uh her two thousand dollar donation that she gave us to help you uh with your with your uh car this of course does not count p.o box donations so the garden city ranchers generous donations are here is not here as well as gretchen's but i found this next part to be in- interesting andrew just mainly because just for you and me i don't know that you'll you'll have noticed this this is a shock to me second highest donation was just now which was 400 dollars through gives and go uh, from not the illuminati the third highest donation from 226 days ago, not the Illuminati. $333. Thank you, not the Illuminati. Yeah, that's very kind of wild, huh? I never would have thought that. We had several $300 anonymous donations right around what? our three. Oh, is our 300th episode. Not the Illuminati on our 300th episode. Congratulations on 300. I want to let you guys know that I appreciate the work that you do. I have buried a million dollars in non-sequential dollar bills for you guys that you will find at... (laughs) And then it cut off. (laughs) I like not the Illuminati. I'm sorry that they're, they're going through this thing. Yeah, for sure. And it's... You know, we would be the last podcast to say, oh, you should never stop listening to podcasts and take some time away from yeah, all, we all are. media. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. So. I have a buddy now who I, he, just, I, he needs a media fast. He needs to stop. He needs to put his phone down. He needs to realize that he does not need to be connected all the time and just stop. And uh, he, he, uh, he won't do it. He needs to do it. He knows he needs to do it. He just won't do it. It's... Hmm. We were talking about today when, when we were speaking of that. We were actually talking about how uh, hunters have that built in. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going up to the mountains, going to go hunting deer or a couple of but like. Right. When you think when you think about that, that's awesome, right? Like you're shutting your phone off, phone's out of service, you're just hanging out in the woods with some dudes hunting some deer. I don't know that sort of stuff. Not a lot of men getting together on a get on a, like a getaway anymore. You know, no more rounding up the men to go for a hunt or 
or whatever. I think we could use that. Um, yeah, yeah, or, you know, I mean, we talk. That's kind of what we do. But for the most part, most male friendships, it's like you go do something, right? Whether yeah. it's golf and if you do or talk, it's about what have you. That nobody cares about, like sports. I mean, they care right. about it, but it's not important. Right. Yep. I should start a men's group. We can uh, have Zoom meetings once a week. I actually think I know enough people that would be interested in that. I, sh- I could probably put together a good men's group. I might do that. Also, we should put together a Revelations Radio News group. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make... Actually, I already did it. I did it. I'm going to make... There will be a link in the show notes. Number one link in the show notes for this will be to our Telegram group. And Andrew, you can join it too. If <laughs> you know what's funny? What's that? Uh, today... I was like, I'm going to uninstall some stuff from my computer. <laughs> One of the, it was like the Telegram desktop app. I'm like, when was the last time I looked at Telegram? Like months ago, delete, uninstall. Hey, but. I'm not going to get in an argument with anybody about big tech is watching us. The, the, the Russia uses Telegram. I 100%. Oh, I said it again. I can't stop saying it. I agree that a Telegram is probably, but like, there comes a certain point where some sort of function to be able to communicate with everybody is better than nothing. And I think a group chat situation through telegram will be it. So the number one link in these show notes, if I can remember, hopefully I will, will be an open link to join our telegram. Andrew, you can join too. And uh, unless we start getting some sort of crazy, like trolls or spammers in there, I'll just like leave that link as an open link until until that happens then i'll close it down but that's what i'll do and then i'll start working on my men's group i'm I'm silently compiling a list of men well i'll tell you this if it is a zoom group the odds of me participating are approximately zero you can't meet in person you would have to meet via video and then there could be telegram in between if there is a in-person men's group, the odds of me attending are higher than zero. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. At least they're close enough that if I made a men's group, you could attend it. Yeah. yeah. Possibly. Actually, uh, I was I was actually on Facebook today. Kind of strange. Goodness. And I saw a post. One of the two uh, billion people. From, it was actually... Anyway, so I saw a post on a friend from college's page, and guess where he now lives? Oklahoma? Edmond, Oklahoma. You're kidding me. Works yeah, at, uh, at the, well, I shouldn't say the Christian University there in Edmond, because there's more than one probably, but uh, <laughs> uh, what's the abbreviation? OCU? Oklahoma yeah. Christian? O- yeah. O- yeah. OCU. It's a good school. It's not the only OCU within like a one mile area, but uh, there's, it is. There's UCO and then there's OCA and then OCS. And yeah, we're super creative <laughs> with our names around here. It's Oklahoma <laughs> school or university. You're in Oklahoma. It has to have Oklahoma in the name somewhere. <laughs> in Oklahoma That's the- Christian school or university. Just rearrange all those numbers. I go to OCA. I go to OCS. I go to UCO. I go to OCU. <laughs> anyway, 
All right, man. Well, it's midnight. You got to get up. Uh, not incredibly early, but you do have to get up. No, not I, like last have, week. So I'll be, be driving to Kansas, but not until not until late morning. So, yeah. And we had somebody ask us for prayer. So please pray for those people who have lost somebody, and especially for our donor, not the Illuminati. Also pray for Andrew. Pray for Andrew as he's out on the road. Yeah, I don't want to hit another thing. armadillo. Don't want to hit an armadillo in his car. Don't, don't want to encounter a drunken person that may or may not be helpful to his career. Just don't would like to not have, have those things happen. You know, you drive, you drive, uh, whatever it is, two hundred twenty miles, and then someone's like, "Hey, can you hook, oh. hook up uh, my sprinkler system to city water?" It's like it's literally not what we do. <laughs> We do, uh, you know, water filtration systems. Can I test your water? No, I don't care about any of that. (laughs) All right. Well, we will drive back to Oklahoma now. So that's that's a bad day, but there's also good days. So it's an adventure. You never know if this will be, you know, you you never know you show up. You don't know if that dog is really behind a solid fence or if you're about to be running for your life you it's it's all up in the air so oh man shout out to kyle from kent washington he texted me yesterday and i have to send this i have to forward this on to you andrew he sent me a tic-tac-toe chemtrails in the skies over washington oh man i felt like you should I felt like you should win a prize for that. I mean, that's like it's like winning the lottery. You got the whole tic tac sign. You you know what? So he sent that to you yesterday. Like a, a, was it from yesterday? I would assume. I don't know. Well, because our our uh, kind of casual oh, theory oh, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. Okay. you know Bill Gates keeps the chemtrails off when he's there, but he's not there. He's over at. Uh, He's in Idaho at the Sun Valley Davos conference or whatever. Are they is Davos at Sun Valley this year? Or or no, there's some there's some hoity toity Oh man at, I, in Sun I Valley. Love, Idaho. I love Sun Valley. It's oh that would have been cool to go to, try to do some citizen journalism, see how Yeah, I think he's I over could, there. So he's like how Turn quickly up the I trails, I'll be out of keep, town for a week. See how quickly I get arrested over there. <laughs> We have form, former friends. That's not really the way to say that. We have friends from that area, from Seattle, who had a condo out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was you've awesome. Sta- you've stayed, I stayed there. there. Oh, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 It's. Uh, I've, I've seen the sign as we were driving oh to Idaho or Sun Valley, but I've never been there. Yeah. Jeff Bezos, Bob Iger. There's a few people attending. Jeff Bezos, Bob Iger, Sam Altman, the OpenAI chief. All headed out there. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous out there. Also, good thing there's no human trafficking taking place out there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure none of that. That's a QAnon theory. Warner Brothers, David Zasloff, Paramount Global CEO, Bob Backish. This is all yeah, coming up. Maybe I just saw an unrelated picture of Bill Gates that was thrown in with the story, but he's not actually there. But Zuckerberg, 
Tim Cook and Satalia Nadala. Holy smokes. That is Facebook, Apple, and Microsoft. Netflix. Now, was this the... Or maybe that was Montana. Remember the Zuckerberg <laughs> like water skiing with fireworks? That's Idaho. Fourth of July from that's, last no, it's year? Coeur it's Coeur d'Alene. Oh, that was Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They all have houses out here in Idaho. Idaho is awesome. And I have a buddy from years and years ago. I haven't spoke to him in a while, but his family owned a bunch of property out on Priest Lake, which is kind of the upper part of Idaho. And he talked about how pretty much for years and years and years, Idaho was full of just, well, there were white supremacists, so there's that. But there was just a lot of old school people who lived out there who had, you know owned some property and liked to go out there and fish and hunt and let it remain pristine. But uh, they had people, he, they had like a situation where some rich people came to them and were buying up all the land around their lake and they ended up losing out on this deal. They tried to petition to not have their land sold, but the city decided to deed it to somebody. And he had this heartbreaking story about losing his kind of childhood uh, vacation home. And he said that, you know, there is just a ton of Hollywood types and people with a bunch of money moving into Idaho and buying up as much land as possible. Yeah. Members of the press making the trek to Idaho are kept at a distance from the goings-on inside the Sun Valley Resort. Event organizers frown on participants doing any media relations beyond waving at cameras and briefly chatting at the valet line. CNBC has typically established a remote set of at a safe distance away, drawing a few guests, but they never spill what is going on inside. I'll tell you, I Sounds have been... a little bit like uh, Bilderberg for... The Western United States, but I have been all. It's a lot of media, Direct TV, AT and T. I have been all over the world in many different places and settings. I have never seen such casual wealth as I saw when I was in Sun Valley. I mean, it, it was like, like I don't know, it was just like, the, I, like it was, like it was like you would not be at all surprised to hear somebody like talking about like let's charter a plane or send the plane in, <laughs> have them fly the blah, blah, blah in just at a Starbucks on the corner like that. It was that type of deal. I guess I should have thrown the article in. There was one up on citizen free press about it, that event where they're like, yeah, good luck getting just a cup of coffee. You might have to order a soy latte and just say, hold the soy, hold the latte. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's. I think the median home price is like one point one million. Oh yeah, like that. That, so. that doesn't even sound high enough. I looked at yeah. prices when we were there. I was like, so what's it like to? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> How do you find employees in places like that, like service well, employees? So I'm gonna say this: Sun Valley is mainly used. Uh, Sawtooth Mountains, picturesque Sawtooth Mountains is the way to put that. I mean, if you want to go shopping, that or shopping, that is the worst worst mess up ever. If you want to go fishing, I mean, it's just amazing river through there. Uh, that place has a ton of uh, people that are there uh, seasonally. So I think I think the population balloons huge once the in snow the summertime. Actually, no, once the snow comes. This is oh, a, this for is the scene. 
It is so much skiing. It's all about the resort. They do like summer mountain biking and stuff, but overall, we found the place to be pretty empty during the summer, which is interesting that they're going there now because there probably isn't very much. And prices in the, there's a nearby town. Uh, so everybody just commutes into work. Ketchum, I think it is. Yeah, and home okay. prices. Yeah, I've, home. I've been through Ketchum. Home prices, I think it's Ketchum. Home prices in one of those nearby states, uh, or excuse me, one of those nearby towns are not insane. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, yeah. There's a, and it's, of course, it's surrounded by, like, there's a bunch of refuge land. How do you put that? Is it not refugee, but ref, state refuge, whatever it's called? Just like a wildlife refuge or? Yeah, excuse me, wildlife refuge. State park. Warren Buffett, everybody's going to be there. Whatever. Well, good for them. But anyway, that's why you're getting chemtrailed in Seattle. Jeff Bezos is he's out, of, out of town. Go ahead and spray him in Washington. So. Amen. Amen to that. Well, I mean, no, not amen to that at I all. I don't know if we've gotten a lot of chemtrails here because it's been, it's been like... Uh, seemingly natural clouds so much. So I don't know if they're chemtrailing a lot or not. Yeah. We don't know, but we do know that we are on past midnight and it is time to call it a night. So I appreciate you for uh, doing the show, Andrew, and uh, hopefully we can come back again next week. Indeed. Yeah. Should be good next week, the week after we might have to talk about, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, in the meantime, uh, I'll put the Telegram link at the top of the show notes. Click that. You can join our Telegram and give us your best memes just to make Adam Curry mad. Adam Curry <laughs> hates memes, so let's just do it. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, shoot, shoot in the Telegram. Say hi. Uh, we'll see how, uh, how it goes. Who knows? Might be the worst idea ever, but maybe it's not. Maybe we can all talk to each other and pray for each other and things like that. So... Hope you all have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-